This is PhotoBizX, episode number 342, and today we're talking personal branding photography with headshot and personal brand photographer Michael Schucht. And that interview's coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast, the first of the new year 2020. I hope you've had a fantastic Christmas, a great new year and some kind of a break to recharge your batteries, get reinvigorated and ready to hit the year running as it gets underway. For me personally, I'm excited about 2020 and what the year holds. I still believe that photography is a great way to make a living. I believe strongly it's doable. There's plenty of scope to make a great living, to create a great life for yourself and for your family with photography. And my plan is to help that become a reality for you. And if you are already there to help you sustain that, improve the business that you have, whether that's through more income, through more bookings, or maybe with less bookings, smarter marketing, smarter business strategies, which will help you achieve a higher income for potentially less work. Well, maybe maybe less sessions for the same amount of income. Either way, it's going to take a lot of work, but I can't think of many worthwhile things that don't. And I'm looking forward to kicking off the year with this interview with Michael, which is coming up in just a minute. This interview stemmed from a Facebook post inside the members Facebook group, where I was asking US photographers, US based photographers to recommend a branding photographer or two for an interview. And all I got back in the first bunch of posts, the first bunch of suggestions were the names of marketers selling branding photography courses to photographers, which was frankly pretty frightening. None of the recommendations were actually doing branding photography and making a living from it. It looked like their main focus was selling courses to photographers. One of the people that responded to that post was Michael Schacht. He was interviewed for a previous episode of the podcast. We focused on headshot photography, his business. And the reason I asked him to come back and do this interview was in that PM that he sent me after seeing the Facebook post, he said he feels, he thinks that personal branding photography is just a made up term and it's not something people are actually searching for. This episode is the result of that comment. So we'll get into that in just a minute. Before we jump into that, if you've been following the news, I think wherever you are in the world, you'll know that Australia is currently plagued by bushfires. They are just scorching the earth of our country. Every state is feeling the effects of these fires. People are losing homes. 95% of the koala population has been wiped out. Thousands and thousands of animals have been killed in, in ways that you do not want to imagine. People have lost their homes. It's, it truly is frightening. And I'm hearing from, from listeners, from members that you're seeing this on your news feeds all over the world, often as leading stories. And I'm starting to get messages from listeners about how they can help. So I'll keep you up to date with what I feel are the best ways to help if you do 
want to or you are inclined to. I know that some members have already been so generous. Richard messaged me last night to give up his affiliate commission payments that he gets via recommending PhotobizX to his photography friends. He wants to give that up for 12 months to go to help the people that have been affected by the fires. Karen Allsop is working hard on a project which is currently behind the scenes that is going to be designed to help photographers that have lost everything that are going to have to start over again. And it's also designed to help photographers that want to help to be able to offer their services to people who have lost their family photos that need help with restoration and basically creating a platform where we can use our skills to help the people in need as well. I'll have more about that as it comes to hand, including an interview that I'm hoping to record soon with a photographer who has lost everything. Not from these fires, a different kind of natural disaster, but is back on her feet and operating again. So that should be coming out soon. In addition to that, Linda, my wife, she and a couple of friends have put a Facebook post up to say they'll be hiring a truck later this week to take food and supplies down to Canberra to be distributed to people in need. And it's just been amazing. So Linda put this post up on on her Facebook feed just yesterday and people have been coming in constantly over the last two days with boxes of food, toilet paper, supplies, things for animals, things for kids and babies. It's just, it really is heartwarming and just lovely to see everyone coming together to help the people in need. There was also a lovely message from Jackie Dunster, one of the PhotoBizX premium members. Her daughter is a skillful artist. She's going to be painting a portrait of a koala and all those funds raised from the sales of those portraits will be given out to people in need as well or people have suffered the effects of these fires. So yeah, it really is just fantastic to see people rallying together to help each other out. So if you are wanting to help, the two main ways that I'm seeing suggested are via the Red Cross, which I'm told any donations there will actually reach the families that have lost their homes. And if you are more or just as much about the animals, there's a Wires fundraiser, which you'll find on Facebook. I'll link to that inside the members Facebook group and also in the show notes for today's episodes to the to the Red Cross as well, if you're looking to help. I've also received a number of messages asking if we're safe if I'm okay, my family's okay? And the answer is yes. To be honest, we have not really been affected by the fires at all. Uh, where we're living here on the, on the central coast, which is the east coast of Australia, there were fires reasonably close, but nothing that was life-threatening or property-threatening to us or anyone close to us as far as family and friends are concerned. Uh, if we go further than that, friends of friends, then yes, uh, they have been affected. But for me personally and my family, no, we're, we're 100% fine and we're just looking to help however we can. Uh, we've certainly had plenty of smoke in the area. Some days have been just eerie with the amount of smoke. Uh, the sun has looked red for weeks, particularly at sunrise and sunset, and we've been advised to stay indoors on some days. But really, overall, life for us is continuing as normal. So yeah, we're, we're, we're totally fine. It's really the other people closer to the fires that are suffering in ways that, yeah, I, I, would, I would hate to imagine. And um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll get some rain soon. And now, a macro look at the last episode. The last couple of episodes of the podcast have featured PhotoBizX Premium members. It was a live recording, a Christmas drinks with Andrew recording 
that we put together just before Christmas. It was a two-part episode. Get back and have a listen to those ones if you want to hear from real photographers, listeners and members of the podcast who are implementing and doing things to improve their businesses with the things they hear on the podcast. And specifically in episode one of that two-part series, I asked what they did in 2019 that really made the difference to their business. And in episode two, we focused on what they are planning to implement in 2020 to really move the needle in their business. In addition to that, I asked them to share embarrassing moments and stuff up. So it was a fun couple of episodes to record, and I'm pretty sure there'll be some great takeaways from the two episodes as well. Photo Biz Exposed. Interviews with photographers to help you build a better photography business. Alrighty, we're going to get into this interview with Michael Schacht in just a second. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast, which means you're going to get a ton of info from Michael in the first half and a little bit of the second half, but I'm saving a chunk out of the middle for premium members only. And that's when we get specifically into the nuts and bolts of how he does business, his sales sessions, his pricing, his packages, how he's attracting his personal branding clients and how he's upselling to his headshot photography clients. That's in the chunk I'm saving for premium members only. If you'd like to access the full interview today with Michael, you can do that for as little as $1 with a trial membership. Head over to photobizx.com forward slash try, that's T-R-Y, sign up for that $30, (laughs) sign up for that 30 day $1 trial, Get access to the full interview with Michael today. Get access to the full back catalog. I'll send you an invite to the members Facebook group, which I'm always mentioning and referring to in the podcast episodes. It really is a fantastic community of amazing photographers from around the world. You'll get all that as part of your trial. If it's a good fit, if you are getting your money's worth, which won't be difficult from the podcast, from the interviews that you hear, from the guests that you'll have access to inside the members Facebook group, as well as the Brains Trust, which is a collective of the premium members, which all have, or should I say, who all have successful, profitable photography businesses of their own. If that's all a good fit, if you're loving what you get in that first 30 days, stay on with your membership. It'll go to $20 a month, which really is chicken feed if you're able to implement just a little bit of what you hear because you will recoup that $20 investment plus so, so much more. If, and that's a big if, You're one of those photographers that can listen to what you hear and go away and implement just a little portion of what you know works because you've just heard it from the horse's mouth, the guest that I've interviewed. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Hey, I'm here with Michael Schacht, who featured in episode 292 of the podcast. In that interview with Michael... He shared a ton of great stuff about utilizing Facebook ads to bring in headshot clients and also acting type clients as well. He's a super talented photographer, has a great business mind. He blew us away with the strategies that he shared in episode 292. And the reason he's back on the show right now is because recently I posted a question to the members Facebook group, and this was specifically to US members. I asked Do you know of any successful personal branding photographers? I'm looking for potential interview guests for 2020. And 
that thread has over 65 comments now. And the first, I don't know, bunch of comments were all for internet marketers or photographers with courses to sell and products to push that were saying that branding photography is a real thing. There's lots of work out there for you. Come and do my course. I'll show you how to get them. Michael sent me a PM and he had a different view. So Michael, welcome back to the show. And yeah, mate, let's get into it. What are your thoughts when you hear the term branding photographer? Well, thanks for having me. And it really is an interesting subject. I work with a lot of photographers in setting up their marketing and their branding. And one of the things that they all want to say, they all want to push this personal branding thing. And, you know, I come from a search background. And in terms of search, nobody's searching for personal branding. So I find it to be one of those things that I'm fighting them on. Like it's a service they want to offer because as you mentioned, there are a lot of people out there saying, hey, you're missing out on this huge opportunity if you're not in this space. And again, just relying on my search background, if nobody's searching for it, it becomes a very difficult thing to sell. So I've had to make some personal compromises, but I do recognize that there is a little bit of a gray area. I am a headshot photographer by trade. And one of the things that I like to focus on is making sure that I give people options. That's been a big focus of this year. And it's been a great way to grow my business. And in doing so, I've kind of stumbled into this whole personal branding thing. But it's definitely not something that I push in my marketing. Right. So when you say that you're using your skills and talents with search, you're talking about SEO there specifically. So you're looking at what other people who are looking for a photographer are searching for. Is that right? That is correct. So one of the great things about headshots is that there's inherent demand, whether it be for businesses saying, hey, we need you to go get a headshot or I run a small business, I need a headshot, blah, blah, blah. There is demand for it and there's search demand. So it's something we can optimize our websites for. There is nobody searching for a term anywhere near personal branding photographer. So from a marketing standpoint, whether or not people want to sell this product, it doesn't matter if you can't get in front of the people that would want it. And I'm not saying that there's not demand for having pictures of yourself that are more than just a picture of your face on a white background. I definitely agree there's demand for that, but I don't think that it's something that people are out trying to find. It's something that personally, I try and upsell when I've got somebody in the studio. You know, In our last talk, you made a point of saying something along the lines of, there was a lot of passion in my personal work or something along those lines. You dug the portraiture end of things. And what I've done since we last spoke is really worked on melding that part of my business with my headshot business. And that's where I find this space to be interesting. But it's taken a lot to get there. It's taken a lot of restructuring packages and you know, getting rid of including certain things. And I definitely want to talk about that too, because I think that there's a way to sell this that results or that gives you the same end result. But I don't think that it's necessarily something you lead with. I don't think that this is something that people come to you realizing they need. It's something that if you sell it carefully, 
while you've got people in the studio, you can benefit from. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's step back a little tiny bit here. So for the photographers that want to offer this service, and I've been to a bunch of their sites now because I had all these recommendations inside the group, I'm seeing blog posts after blog posts after blog posts, you know, with the title, personal branding photographer, San Diego, personal brand photographer, New Jersey, and it went on and on and on and on. So those terms will be possibly easy to rank for, but it doesn't really matter because no one's searching for them. Is that right? That is correct. Or that's <laughs> been my experience. Okay. And then you talked about then the end product, which is what? Is that getting a booking for that style of shoot? Well, and that's kind of what where I wanted to get with it was I don't think that you're going to get hired to do that kind of work. At least not... Let me back up because that's not altogether true either. I think that the people that are having a lot of success in that space are doing it via referral networks. And I think if you can create a product that makes others want to keep up with the Joneses and it becomes kind of a hip thing in specific communities, I think that it's something that can definitely take off. So I don't want to you know, talk anybody out of that business model specifically, because when you get to that place in your career where you're getting a lot of referral work and those people that are doing the referring are kind of setting you up. It's like, hey, look at what this photographer did for me. And this is what I paid for it. So by the time that they're getting to you, they're already qualified. But because most of the people I know in the headshot space come from a place of, hey, I want to automate this. You know, I want people to find me in search and then book me online and get them in the door trying to explain to people what personal branding is takes a lot of words and humans don't like to read. So at least not when they're in purchase mode, you need to you know, be able to be very clear and concise. So I think that if you put up this huge wall of like, here's this $2,500 package, book me, you're going to turn off you know, a great deal of potential customers. That said... I'm all for giving people opportunities to give me money. So trying to walk that line of, hey, I've got the product that you need and I want you to book that. And then while you're here, I'm going to offer you a lot of options that you want. And then you can decide what's important to you. You can decide how much money you want to spend. And at the end of the day, more often than not, where I used to have people come in, they'd hire me to take, you know, one headshot of them. So we'd shoot them in one outfit or two outfits on a solid background. That's what they would come in for. And that's what I would give them. And, you know, after talking at length with a buddy of mine named Tony Tafe, who's got a video coming out on how to sell headshots. But after speaking to him at length, about a year ago, we actually got together and we were shooting some video content and he was watching my sales process. And the whole time I could tell I was being judged. And, you know, he had a lot of insight that he wasn't ready to share yet. So he spent some time, I think, after that, kind of putting together his idea of, you know, bringing some high end sales techniques to headshot photography. And, you know, we'd bounce ideas back and forth. And I realized that you know, this is my opportunity. This is my opportunity to build some of this portraiture into my headshot business. And it becomes easy to monetize because I'm not trying... I mean, that's another difficult thing, right? 
I think that there are a lot of you know high-end portrait photographers out there that have gone through any number of a hundred different internet courses on how to be a high-end portrait photographer. And that they've come to realize that again, there's this search problem. Like I don't know how to get customers. Well, again, that goes back to the cool thing about headshots. There's demand for it. So I've just kind of taken a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I think that I do offer personal branding photography. I don't think that I do it traditionally. And I I certainly haven't reinvented the wheel. I've just made it easy to book me. And then I put it on them to figure out how much they want to spend. But I don't do that until after I've taken a bunch of awesome pictures of them. Okay. All right. I'm going to get into your sales process in just a second. So it sounds to me like you're suggesting for anyone that wants to succeed in this this field or with this genre, personal branding photography, it would make more sense to market yourself and go for the keywords or the search term headshot photography or headshot photographer and then go on to upsell rather than trying to target personal branding photography. Absolutely. Right. That makes sense. Okay. It's funny too. So when you, I mean, you sort of backtracked at the very beginning when I asked you that question about uh, this genre, genre existing and you said something along the lines of no one's booking it. And then you said, well, hang on. Well, there is a certain amount of people looking for it because of this referral network. To me, I liken this genre to day in the life photography where it's an amazing style of photography, this real true documentary portrait in the house family photography. But the only people, well, that's not fair either, that the majority of people booking those sessions are other photographers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big enough market unless you are on the cutting edge and you're in demand amongst other photographers. They're the ones that seem to be succeeding with that genre. This feels a little bit the same. I would agree. Cool. <laughs> and I think that a lot of the education platforms are designed to push that. Yes, yes. Yeah, you can be a successful day in the life photographer like me. And uh, (laughs) because I'm getting booked by other photographers and traveling the world doing this, this is exactly what I'm seeing from personal brand photographers. You know, nearly every single site that I went to, they're offering mentorship or courses or teaching how to do the same thing. I'm like, why are you doing that if the photography is successful? I don't know. I don't know. You know, dabbling on that end of things too, though, I think that there is a, there's benefits to you know, making a name for yourself in the photography world also. And I think that there are people out there that genuinely want to help other photographers. So I'm a little less cynical there, but I absolutely understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I know. Look, <laughs> it's got to be tough for you because you do both as well, don't you? I mean, you have a photography business, but you also teach photographers. On a very small level, yes. We've got a, <laughs> a nice tight-knit community, but nothing at scale, like what you're, you're referring to. Right. Cool. So what's the name of your group? You know, we actually are getting ready to relaunch, but the new class is called Headshot Hot Sauce. Headshot Hot Sauce. So this is still part of the 312 Elements? No, it gets confusing. So 312 Elements is my direct to consumer brand. That is where I'm selling my headshot work. And from that, uh, and from involvement in another great community called the Headshot Crew that you know they really focus on the how to take a picture aspect of things. I saw a need for someone to teach people how to market this stuff. And we came up with a class called Headshot Sales and Marketing, which didn't really have a, a whole lot of va-va-voom to it. 
So we have rebranded as, as Headshot Hot Sauce because it's more fun. Got it. Okay. So then what about michael-shack.com? What's that website for? So that is my portrait work. At some point, I'm going to get back into trying to get more editorial and commercial work. But right now, headshots are so hot that it would cost me business to spend the time on that that it would deserve. And it's it really is difficult to sell a headshot business alongside a commercial and editorial business because you have to segment your customers. And eventually, people are going to circumvent your system. And then you've got people booking you for a headshot and they want to use it as a magazine cover and you've got licensing stuff and it gets confusing. So eventually I have this grand scheme of keeping those fully separate, but spending an equal amount of time on both of them. Uh, currently being a, a father of young children and an entrepreneur, it, it becomes a little bit difficult to give that the attention it deserves. So right now I'm just focused on you know, building... 312 elements up to be as big as it can be. And everything that I'm doing there, I'm sharing with my group in Headshot Hot Sauce. Nice. And this is the site that we took apart and referenced a lot in that initial interview. So this is the one that the listeners should go back and check out and also that interview because I love the way you do your retargeting and, and all the stuff we talked about. But let me bring you back to personal branding photography. So when you hear that term, what kind of photography you know, pops into your head? What do you see as an image or images? Well, that's interesting too, because I think that, you know, it depends on what you want to do as a photographer. You know, people that have a little bit of a background or interest in doing lifestyle stuff, I think that there's a place for that in personal branding photography. I think that people that are, you know, interested in doing some type of like fine art portraiture, I think that there's a place for that in personal branding photography. So, Personally, for me, I know that if I have to leave my studio, it's going to cost me money in terms of packing up gear, you know, driving wherever I have to go, doing the shoot, coming back. It's a much less scalable business. And I find that people are less willing to spend the money up front to justify that cost. But I do believe in letting people give you money. So I have an option on my page where it's... I'm just going to throw numbers out. It's $1,000 to get me to come on site. And if you want me to photograph you in your office or, you know, walking the streets of Chicago, I'll do that. Like that's an option, but it's $1,000 and then I charge you per image. And the scalability of that has really been eye-opening. And that kind of goes back to conversations I've had with my friend, Tony. One of the things that I took away from conversations with him was that if you give people preset packages, you are inherently setting limits. So the way that I used to run things was I had my you know good, better, best packages. The good package was what most people needed. I was about 45 minutes. You got one retouched picture included and we'd shoot in one outfit. And then it kind of built up from there. I think the biggest package towards the end was three or four pictures retouched. And what I learned from Tony was that if you remove those barriers, then people don't come in with preconceived notions of how much they're going to spend. So that's been instrumental to me. But when I go on location and I'm shooting you know, CEO in his office or attorney at her firm or whatever we're doing where we're, we're getting some of the 
atmosphere of wherever they work, I charge a little bit extra for that. And then it's basically like, what does it cost to cover my time? And that's the set fee. And then I charge them per image on top of that. And that just came out of people asking for that. So I decided to offer it. And then I realized that once I started offering that as an option, people were more inclined to ask for it. So, you know, there's some psychology there too. But I think that if somebody wants to get into personal branding, they should do two things. One is show the work that they want to create. And two is offer to do the work that they like to do. So I don't particularly like the whole... um, I'm trying to find a politically correct way to say this. You don't have to be politically correct. <laughs> no, but I mean, there is a style out there that's very glamoury, and that's not my shtick. Right. So I don't show that work, and I usually don't get booked for it. So light and airy with soft skin tones, and that's not your style? Not so much. So I show the work that I want to do, and we do a lot of that in the studio. And I sell a lot of it because of the way that I've got my pricing structure. So for you, if you're booked solid in the studio, it wouldn't make any sense at all to go out on location because, I mean, the prices would have to be so high to justify going out. It wouldn't make sense. Is that the way you're looking at your business or are you happy to leave the studio and go and do these shoots? No, I would very much prefer to stay, but I have priced myself at the top of my market. And in doing so, I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, booked solid four shoots a day, six days a week. I do my 10 shoots a week and that allows time to go on location and I just charge accordingly for it. But I'm with you at the same price at my regular, you know, in studio price, it would absolutely not make sense to go out. So it's twice as expensive to book me for a shoot that takes me out of the studio. Got it. Okay, so do you actually use, let's say someone comes in for a headshot with you and it's the solicitor that you're talking about, the lawyer, and she wants some photos in her office. You know, she's seen the photos on the buses with the law books behind her, that cliche <laughs> shot. She wants that shot. Do you use the term personal branding photography or what do you use to describe that style of shoot? So I like to speak to people in the terms that they're comfortable using. So whether it be either some type of in-person consultation or at the beginning of the photo shoot or on the phone or via email, I kind of let them leave that. My goal is to get them to my acuity calendar and book me. That's always my first goal. And then if I can do that without having a conversation, I feel like I've won. (laughs) But if it goes into conversation mode, you know, we start talking about, you know, what they want. And if they use a term like personal branding, then I'll mirror that. I'll say it back to them. But once you start, you know, throwing limitations out there, like, okay, so, you know, for your branding, you might want, you know, something specific for Twitter and then something specific for LinkedIn and something else for your website. And once you start thinking and saying things like you could use this one here and you can use that one there, you start to you know, inherently limit what they could potentially spend. So by just going through the shoot, like the less I can limit things on the front end, that's my preference. Because when you get to the end of the shoot and you start going through images with them, if they're not thinking, okay, I'm going to use this here and I'm going to use that there, then there is no real limit other than what they're willing to spend. And 
I've found much more success that way. At the end of the day, are we talking about personal branding? Sure. But is that a term that I think that the average consumer is terribly familiar with? I think that the term has enough context to figure out what it means, but it's very, very, very rare that somebody will will lead with that term. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's important. Okay, I'm with you all the way here, but I'm just unsure then how, let's say I'm on your pricing page and I'm going to book, say, the $500 headshot package that you have on your website now. But I've got these ideas in my head that, geez, it'd be pretty good to have Michael come over and do some shots in the, in the law firm at the office. When do we get to that conversation? Is that after the headshot session? So do you see the package next to that? The $1,000 one? That is that package. Oh, okay. Oh, in studio or at your office. I've got it. Okay, I've missed that. Right, okay. So okay, let's say, okay, I've seen that. I've booked the $1,000 one. You're coming to my office. And then how does the shoot, like, do you sit down for an hour before you start shooting? Like, when do you start to nut out? Okay, I'm going to be shooting four or five different backgrounds. There's going to be a couple of wardrobe changes. When do you have that conversation with the client? So I'm going to do that in the studio or on location. Like that's just how I roll in the, the automated email sequence that's going to come after you book me. You're going to get suggestions on things that, like I suggest to people, Hey, bring as much clothes as you think you might like, because the more stuff that they walk in with, the more opportunities I have to create unique images. And I don't want to limit them there. And Honestly, I'm just at the point in my career where I'm going to throw two hours on the calendar when they book me. And there's going to be a half hour buffer between that time slot and the next one. So I know that I've got two and a half hours if I need it. I find that most people burn out around the 90 minute mark, but I can get through, you know, five or six looks in two hours. And I, I've set up my studio now just from trial error and, you know, everything in between to quickly move between backgrounds. So rather than, you know, bringing the camera and the lights and whatever to each, you know, stage, I've got one stage and I'm sliding backgrounds in and out and it makes life easy. I can shoot four backgrounds in each outfit. And now we get to the end of the shoot. And rather than putting all these images in a gallery and sending them home and, you know, hoping that they get to me sometime in the next three, four weeks, I spend an extra 20 minutes at the end of the shoot. We go through the images and if they leave, I delete the pictures. So there's a little bit of pressure there. Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. So what about, let's say the listener is, is tossing up between one, two or three different course presenters. What kind of things would you want to know about that presenter before handing over you two, three, four thousand dollars Wow. Here's what I think. I think that the people that really have something to offer are going to provide you with enough free content. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tread lightly here. So the people <laughs> you don't that, have to. <laughs> no, I mean, I just want to make sure that I'm clear on what I'm saying. Sure. I think that there is enough free content out there in the right programs to where if you soaked up all of the free content, if you had that kind of time and you could go hunt out all of the free content, you could probably earn enough revenue to cover that class 
if it was going to be a good class. And a great example off the top of my head, there's a internet marketing guy named Donald Miller. And he's got a book called Building a Story Brand. And then he does in-person workshops. He just started his online platform. And it's relatively affordable now. But you know, if you bought the 1999 book and you watched the you know 20 hours of free content on the internet around his brand, you could learn a lot. You could soak up a whole lot of information for that $20. So my suggestion, I guess getting back to the point is, if somebody's really got something great, then they understand that you've got to give a little to get a little. And I want that kind of personal interaction with the person that's teaching me. And somebody that really has a solid program is going to have enough free content to let you know that you really do need their help and you will benefit from it. And that free content is probably going to be enough if applied properly to cover the cost of the course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. I was expecting something different. Let me make this easier for you. Okay. <laughs> Let's say I'm looking at doing your course Uh huh. Okay. on headshots. You're going to see, if I came to you and I said, Michael, I'm keen to do your course. Could you tell me how many headshots you're shooting per month? Would you be happy to give me a number? Absolutely. Would you be able to tell me what your average client spends? Would you be happy? Would you be happy to answer that question? Honestly, I would say, here's my cell phone number. Give me a call or here's a link to my acuity calendar. Let's set up a meeting. Let's chat. Let's see if I'm the right fit for you. And I absolutely will tell you anything that you think is valuable. Like I don't have a secret. It's not a... The reality is, and I'm just going to say this because I think you know exactly where I'm going. Most of the people that fail as photography students, fail because they don't apply the knowledge that they're given. So at the same time that they're qualifying me, I'm qualifying them. Like I'll straight up tell someone that they're probably not ready for my class if you haven't done XYZ. But as to your point, I think what you're getting at is that are these people selling these classes really making the kind of money that they're promising? Yes. Uh, no, I don't <laughs> yes. think that they are. And... If they are, it's in very specific circumstances, as I mentioned before, like yeah. they've infiltrated a group and they've found success in that group. And eventually that well is going to dry up. And I don't think that most of them have that next step because I don't think that there is a demand. Like that's what it is, is you have to create the demand and your ability to create that demand is going to be what makes your business successful or not. Do I think that a few of these people have created their demand in a small area? Sure. Do I think that that's repeatable across the country? Absolutely not. <laughs> I love it. That's what I was looking for. That is beautiful. That is perfect. I mean, yeah, you want the, the trainer, the coach, the leader to certainly to have walked the walk, you know, and be able to back that up. That's what I want to see. And I was, I mean, I guess it, look, if I'm going to be registering for a course, I want to know that if I do what you say, when should I start to expect to see results? You know, when should they come? Um, I was going to ask you something else or say something else that just slipped my mind. I've totally forgotten. Look, it might come back to me, but Michael, I've got to say that this has been so much fun. We got on the call. I said, look, this might be a 10-minute chat. <laughs> it may go longer. I knew it wasn't going to be a 10-minute chat. <laughs> You've shared an absolute ton. I know I'm looking forward to sharing this with the listener. 
you're already a member of the members Facebook group. So I know that uh, you're going to be. I love up. your group. It's, it's, <laughs> it's honestly, there are three photography groups that I'm a part of and like are active in. And I think that that says a lot that yours is one of the, like, I love learning there. I, I love contributing there. That's awesome. We love having you a part of it too. And it's really cool that we were able to chat and make this happen so quickly. I'm looking forward to sharing. I think it's going to be a full episode, which I'm wrapped about. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to save some of those uh, those squirmy moments at the end for the premium members. (laughs) I think there'll be a ton of value out of it. The point that I was going to make that I'd forgotten for a second there was, it sounds to me like anyone thinking about pursuing personal branding photography would have a lot safer path and possibly or potentially a more profitable path if they pursue headshot photography first and expand into personal branding photography off the headshot photography. Do you agree? Absolutely. You do? Okay. Absolutely. I mean, to me, that's, yeah, that's one of the things that's really come out of this chat with you. I think that's what I would do if I wanted to pursue personal branding start a headshot photography business. No, and kind of like I eventually got to, I didn't know where I was going, but I eventually got there. It really is about being your job as the photographer to create the demand. And I feel like that's really difficult to do. Like, I feel like that's biting off more than you should want to. Mm -hmm. Where there's an audience that we know that is ready to go that wants and needs headshot photography and they're looking for it. (laughs) It's a (laughs) no-brainer. Okay. Michael, just before I let you go, where is the best place to not only see your headshot photography work, but your amazing portrait photography and also where people can learn from you? You know, 312elements.com is the place where I'm spending the most time and I respond to all of the contact form stuff there. As time has gone by and what this whole personal branding thing has allowed me to do is, is merge a lot of my portraiture into my headshot work. So I think that if you're looking to see what's hot and what's new and whatnot, that's probably the best place to do it. But if you have any questions, absolutely hit me up. Most of the time, I've got a chat bot up on the site. So if there is just something you needed a quick answer to, feel free to hit me up on that as well. Oh, mate, you're amazing. Thank you so much for that. I've said it before, mate. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much, Michael, for doing this. Anytime. Anytime you want to talk, you give me a call. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Michael as much as I did in recording it. Michael, if you're listening again, mate, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing what you did, for not being afraid to speak your mind and share your point of view. Uh, I think it was a great topic to discuss, a great conversation to have, and I'm looking forward to hearing what the listener has to say in reply to what you shared. So for you, the listener, what do you think about what Michael said about personal branding photography? Is it a made-up genre? Should you be targeting personal brand photography as a keyword? Do you feel the same way that really you should be focusing on headshot photography before moving into personal brand photography? And what did you think about Michael's advice about signing up for personal brand photography courses? Love to hear your thoughts. Leave a comment at the bottom of the show notes if you'd like to share them. And you can find them this week at photobizx.com forward slash 342. And in those show notes, you'll find examples of Michael's fantastic work. I've got links to anything and everything he mentioned. It's all there in the show notes. And of course, if you are a premium member, I'd love to hear your feedback, your ideas, your thoughts on what Michael had to share inside the members Facebook group. And 
If you don't already know, Michael is a part of that group. Feel free to tag him if you want to continue that discussion or if you have a specific question they'd like to ask him that I didn't get to inside the interview, maybe about his pricing, his sales strategies, how he's getting so many personal branding clients. He's available to you inside the members Facebook group. I've got two big shout outs for today's episode. And the first one goes to Harbour Springs photographer, Sherry Kowalski. She's based in the United States. And she says in iTunes, where she left a five-star rating, that this podcast, PhotobizX, has quickly risen to one of her favorites because she's in need of help with her photography business. She says that she's never been good at the business side of things, but she feels she does have the vision and creativity that should provide income. And after having a look at her website, I totally agree, Sherry, and with a little bit of guidance and a good understanding on how to attract more leads, to convert those leads into bookings and then make sales, you should be well and truly on your way. Sherry went on to say a couple of other lovely things. I won't share those now, but Sherry, massive thanks for taking the time for leaving your rating and review in iTunes. It's a massive help to me, and I can't wait to hear about your business and how it progresses over the next 12 months or so. The next big shout out goes to Paris wedding photographer, Karina Stalin. She's based in Paris, France. What a place to be shooting weddings and also engagements. Uh, just, yeah, I am jealous already at the thought of being based in Paris as a wedding photographer. How cool. I mean, is there, is there a better city to be shooting couples in in the world? I, I can't think of one. Anyway, Karina goes on to say that she's been listening to the Photo BizX podcast for quite some time. She says it's absolutely the best business podcast for photographers available. She goes on to say some other lovely things, but she does go on to point out one big issue with a podcast. She says each time she listens, she walks away with about 10 new ideas that she has to sort through to see if they could be a good fit for her business or not. It's a nice problem to have. Karina, thank you so much for taking the time to leave that rating and review in Apple iTunes. It's a massive help for me and I really hope I get the chance to meet you in person because if you've been listening for any length of time, you know that I love France. I love Paris. Being a mad keen cyclist, I'm drawn to the Tour de France. I get there most years and I'm sure I'll be back in Paris at some stage. So let's, let's grab a croissant and a coffee next time I'm there if we can make that happen. That is it for this episode of the podcast. I can tell you that I have some incredible guests lined up for the first half of this year already. I've got a full calendar of scheduled interviews. I'll be putting the finishing touches on the third-party marketing course, and I'll be making that available to you later in the year. Well, I should say early in the year. And I'm also working with another photography business coach on a joint course that I think is going to be hugely beneficial for anyone struggling to make more profit from their photography business. I interviewed one of his past, well, actually one of his current clients, coaching clients, who did not change a thing about her business except the price list and where she was previously generating an average of $1,200 per session. She's now generating $2,600 per session. And honestly, she has not changed a thing with her photography, the way she shoots, her editing, her style. Nothing has changed except her price list. So I'm super excited about getting to work on that and sharing all that with you. That'll come, I'm hoping, in the next eight weeks or so. 
Alrighty, if you're listening in Australia, stay safe wherever you are around the country. And if you are safe, healthy and well, consider helping those that are struggling with the fires. If you're overseas and listening and you want to lend a hand, think about donating to the Red Cross or to Wires, who are looking after the animals. I'll have links to both those in the show notes for today's episode. And of course, if you've got a specific question for me, you can reach me on email. It's andrew at photobizx.com or inside the members Facebook group if you're a premium member. All right, have an amazing week wherever you are in the world and I will check to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 